Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they want. The season can officially start because Stephen Fishback is here. Stephen, how are you? I got to say, I really prefer doing the after show, immediately after the show, because then 
even if I say conventional, obvious things, at least I'm saying them first. You say you know? them first. And, yeah, because like now probably a lot of people have said the conventional, obvious things that I'm going to say. And now it's like, oh, Fishback's just repeating what Owen said last night. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit worrying. Yeah, but that would imply that you listened to the show I did with <laughs> Owen last night. And there's no yeah, way I, that happened. No, no. I, I could always claim primacy, though, you know, if I was the one just, you know, right then, right, mm-hmm. at, the, at, right at the start. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, maybe rehashing takes from Twitter, but you're not listening to any podcast before you come on here. <laughs> No, 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 or ever. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. here we are. It's Thursday afternoon. And so we talked about this last night. Now, Stephen had some, uh, uh, um, another mitzvah. Yeah. Thank you. My gosh. Um, I was trying to think of something funny, but I'm too tired. Yeah, we uh, have a second, a baby, a second uh, little girl, which has been really wonderful. Hashtag girl dad. Yeah. Um, This is how Jeremy and Val got started. And then maybe like, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, maybe some more babies. Yeah, that's what Jeremy keeps telling me. I'm like, no, I I think think this might be it for me. I mean, Jeremy's 10, 15 years down the road was like when he was as old as I am now. Like my 10, 15 years down the road, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, an appropriate age. I mean, I, I can't do it now. I'm too old for this. Like truly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm a frail, worn out man. Um, but it's, it's wonderful and a life's blessing and, uh, very tiring. Yeah. Okay. So uh, very happy to have a punch drunk, uh, Steven here with <laughs> yeah, us on a Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that what we're planning on doing here for the foreseeable future is I'll have a uh, different guest with me on Wednesday night and then try to get Steven here with us on a Thursday here. So a little bit of a, uh, a mix up, but it should be a, a fun one. Even the other Survivor alumni are congratulating you, Stephen. Congratulations. Oh, that's nice. Thank uh, you, Lindsay. Yeah, and she'll come babysit anytime. Wow. Oh, uh, great. Wonderful. Lindsay, tonight. where's that offer for me? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Oh, even uh, I live in even, Washington, D.C. Even uh, Uncle Bruce. Oh my uh, congratulations, Bruce? Stephen. Is he in the chat? Or is that just like coming in from somewhere else? Is coming in from Bruce? the chat. Wow. Everybody's Bruce dying to hear what we have to my say gosh. about the premiere. That's so exciting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's but, a lot of pressure though. If someone from the season is, I mean, unfortunately I love Bruce. So it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It seems like you're holding up great. And I really do appreciate uh, you making time uh, with everything you have going on to be here. That oh my uh, God, it's, it's my all, pleasure. it, it never just, gets old for me talking to you about Survivor. So just wait, it's not, I mean, tonight I really wait, may what, have. What is this? Know. Year, uh, year 11 of this? Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. Yeah. All right. Wow. All right. So uh, we're here. We're live. And so we were able to take questions from the chat. I got questions from the Rob is a Podcast patron Facebook group. Speaking of the patron group, we're going to be bringing back the patron uh, perk of the Survivor Q&A this season. So hmm. once a week, I'll go live and take questions uh, from our patron callers. The first of those calls is going to be actually tonight at 6 Whoa. p.m. Eastern. Chappelle is going to join me and uh, we will take uh, questions from the patrons live tonight at 6 p.m. I sent out the link to the patrons uh, just before we jumped on here. All right. So, Stephen, all right. We are one episode into Survivor 45. Well, what was your uh, opinion on what we saw yesterday? I Well, first, I, I mean, I saw this morning, a half of yesterday. I watched up to the point yesterday when they all jumped in the water and like four of them jumped in with their shoes yes, on. Yes, you had a big take on the shoes. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I saw your tw- your tweet. I think I saw yeah. the second tweet first of like, you're like, I still can't get over the thing with the shoes. I'm like, what still happened with the, the shoes? With the shoes, yeah. So the Red Tribe, which was uh, Jay Maya and somebody else jumped in <laughs> yeah. sensibly. I think Kelly sensibly jumped in and took their shoes off for a swimming challenge, which, you know, kind of makes sense. Then the blue tribe, which was Sean and Brandon, jumped in, shoes on, 
and then and I'm sorry, uh, uh, Yellow Tribe, Lulu, and then um, the 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 Bellow Tribe. You needed one person to take the shoes, shoes off on. first, and then I think that then ultimately that would uh, everybody would do it. Now, okay, so go just go back to uh, second chance. Was that a marooning? Um, well, so the way it worked was like we we you know also had like boats pull up to um, the raft. And we were sort of like marooned on the raft because like they were like, he was like, Jeff was like, you know, jump, jump in. These guys got to climb straight from their boats. We had to jump into the water and swim over to the boat. So we had it harder back then. Um, but but uh, yeah, so we couldn't take our shoes off because that was all the stuff you're going to get. But once you're on the boat, yeah, you can take your shoes off to jump back into the water. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously you're a swimming challenge. I mean, kudos to the, the you know, to, to, to the yellow people. Um, they managed to make it back to the boat first. So in spite of their shoes, but you have to wonder if, like, the shoes situation might have affected Brandon. You know, waterlogged shoes trying to climb the ladder. Like, See, I thought been... it was more the pants than the shoes in terms of uh, climbing up there. That I feel like that you see people jump in the ocean with pants on early on in Survivor. I feel like that that's also a big problem. I feel like that. I feel like that happened in Survivor Samoa, like in like the first challenge, yes, like one yes. of the swimmers that, jumped in with that, pants. With yeah, like jeans was, on I something. think it was Fincher. Yeah, and Fincher jumped in with the with the pants. I think he tried to swim with jeans on, and then uh, like he, I think, I sort of like was saying like they like who's your fastest swimmer, and I think that he might have volunteered, and then he's like, yeah, I didn't think that it'd be so tough to swim with jeans on, <laughs> but it is. You don't realize yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but otherwise, I, I mean, other than the shoe situation, I thought it was a very fun episode. Um, a lot of like big erratic personalities, which yeah. of course is, is, is great. I mean, I wasn't expecting to like connect with any one contestant out of the gate. Cause I, I haven't like recently like felt like, oh my gosh, this is my rootable contestant recently as I have with Sabaya, who's my, like by far okay. my favorite contestant. Yeah. In, so in what is it about thing. Sabaya that really uh, speaks to you? Now you, you don't know this, but Sabaya is actually my winner pick for the season. So I, that we've I, sort I'm, of, in, I'm in on that. This is, uh, yeah. this is a big red flag for Sabaya that both of us, <laughs> I don't think it's ever really happened before that yeah. we're keyed in on the same person. No, no, I don't think ever. That's true. Um, wow, gosh. Because to Who me, knows? so I, I, Sabaya was my winner pick, and in going yeah. through it, like a lot of times, like I really struggle with. Uh, I don't know. I don't see. I, I, I'll go with this person, but she, like she, this was like a no doubter for me. So what did you see? And it was not a trendy pick. Also, that a ton of people weren't saying uh, go with Sabaya. So you, you, I get it. Like you liked the band before they were cool. And now like, I'm kind of hopping on the, the band. No, I'm just, I, I, I think it's interesting because you, uh, that, you know, you would, I mean, you typically don't make a win, a winner pick, but you know, that yeah. I, I was, I saw that you had said on Twitter that you were really super impressed. So what was yeah. it that you were seeing? Well, first of all, I mean, obviously she just seems to be up for everything. You know, she's, you know, gr- you know, doing great at the challenges. She's, you know, very strategic and social at camp. I just loved her attitude though, overall. Like it was like, I'm I'm up for this. I'm excited. This is an adventure. There's something about a lot of recent Survivor contestants where they more seem like meta excited. Like I'm on Survivor. I have to do all the Survivor things. And like, oh, let's let me do this in a Survivory way. And that like used to be kind of fun when it was like one or two people doing it, like when Cochran did it, you know, and like like that was sort of like new and and like for the show to be self-referential. But now it seems like it's like 95% of the contestants are self-referential. A prerequisite. Get, yeah. 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 And I didn't get that vibe from her. You know, she did she more seemed to be like having a genuine experience. I mean, you know, who knows, right? Obviously, so much of that is what we see, you know, in a, in a in the produced TV show. But you know, it, just in terms of her confessionals, they seem to be more her reacting to experiences and less of like, let me like perform survivorness for everybody out there. Um, she obviously did really well. She seemed to be like in the decisive, you know, decisive um, 
um, decision, decisive decision making. Yeah. I'm very tired. Yeah. Um, a position on her on her tribe. But and, you're and, um, you're in touch with like what it's like to be on Survivor, right? Because this is like how you felt as a Survivor player. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then, and then also her like, you know, kind of like interesting profession too. Like, you know, how do you not root for like a truck driver, uh, veteran? Like what, like, as opposed to like, you know, the, the, the 80 different, you know, generic white collar, random, you know, sort of like knowledge work, mm-hmm. uh, can't really articulate what you do, but I know that it seems sort of impressive on a resume. I don't know. Um, but, but, um, yeah. I, why were you in on Sabaya early? I, you know, I just in listening to her interviews from pregame that I thought that she uh, talked about something that I thought was very interesting that, you know, she has this background where uh, she was in uh, the the military. And I don't want to uh, get it wrong on what uh, branch of the service uh, that she was in. But she, you know, has this background of like uh, leadership And she Mm -hmm. talked about how a lot of people come into Survivor in the modern era and they really want to have like this like a beta mentality of like, okay, well, I'll just like go with the flow and I'm not going to do my my own thing. And that I think that this vacuum of leadership, I felt like was something that she was going to play like a more assertive game, but not necessarily like she's somebody who I I think in the package that that assertive gameplay was coming in that I didn't think it was going to be something that people were going to be put off by her. She's uh, comes across, I think is very genuine and charming. And I think a lot of people were not going to look at her as a threatening figure. And I thought she had a good chance. I also thought that in being partnered potentially with Caleb and they had been talking about, uh, you know, positively about each other in the preseason, I thought that he might be that shield that's in front of her, that if the shot comes, it's coming for Caleb. Uh, As we did see from Emily, where it's like, hey, we got to break up Caleb and Sabaya. Let's let's go for Caleb. I thought that he would also be there to sort of like absorb some heat for her. Those were all, all great reads. And and also she really, I mean, I thought she did such an artful job of diffusing kind of Emily when Emily came for her at, at tribal council, you know, and she's like, Oh, you know, there's these two, they're a pair, they're strong, you know, they're, they've got the, the Alliance here. And, you know, for her, the way she sort of handled it and, and gently, not in a way that, I mean, at least, you know, to me seemed, um, you know, like she wanted to get into it with Emily. Although, you know, I guess from the interviews, it sounded like that, that back and forth went on much longer. Um, but you know, she said, you have, you know, that's in your mind and you've kind of created this narrative and you're isolating yourself with this narrative, you know, like that's not us isolating you. Um, and it was, I thought that was a, like a really thoughtful, beautiful way of, of saying that. I want to ask you a little bit about Hannah and her decision to uh, quit the game. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, of course it's disappointing. I mean, you know, I, I, I logged onto Twitter this morning and I feel like I saw the backlash to the backlash. Like I never actually saw the backlash. I was more like people being like, don't hate on Hannah. She's getting so much hate right now. You know, we need to support her. Um, and I, I was disappointed. Of course you're disappointed when someone quits the show. It seems like such a bummer. Um, you know, it, it takes away from what we're investing yeah. in, right. Which is the strategy of the game and who's in, you know, personal, from my personal perspective, you know, took away from Sabaya's opportunity to, to get rid of her nuisance, um, in Emily. But, you know, I thought, uh, Penner had a tweet that I thought was really lovely. Kind oh, of had a really good, um, maybe we should, maybe I should go to the, 
the what's his what's his handle? Survivor Survivor Penner. Survivor Penner. Here, let me yeah. well, let me read it as Penner, and then I'll like, uh, <laughs> do like <laughs> great. Yeah, any any yeah. any chance to do uh, do Penner? But yeah, it's I didn't third, know it's third one down on. Okay, his, good. I didn't know um, he's following speech. the season that closely. We might have to yeah. see if we can get him on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, one of my all time faves uh, that he said. So someone quit. Infuriating, maybe. Johnny, unfair play anyone, but Survivor is a game. People quit in games and in life. Everything okay over there? Yeah. Games are mini versions of life, right? That's why we love them. I'm all for the real drama and real struggle out there. Real reality TV. Yeah. So... Lo- love it. Um, Sorry, to, that, that, like, those gardeners outside. Sorry that they like absolutely ruined your, you know, your your performance. I think that might cost you an Emmy. <laughs> it's okay. Give it to Fenner. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it it didn't bother me that Hannah wanted wanted to leave. And don't get it twisted. I'm not saying like, oh, this wasn't a quit because it didn't bother me. But ultimately, yeah. if she doesn't want to be here, and we have like fun characters that got to stay because of it, then. That's that's fine. That's fine with me. But I'm not yeah. also somebody who is applying to be on Survivor and uh, like, ah, you should have put me in there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Lulu tribe, which is, you know, as people have said, like possibly one of the great hot mess tribes of all time, um, you know, for them to get to keep their hot mess player. And Emily's a very fun um, mm-hmm. contestant, you know, someone who is. You know, everyone is so politic in this day and age, you know, generally and certainly on Survivor. And she, the fact that she just comes out swinging. Yeah. Like, when was the last time? I mean, you, you had to think about, like, Dom and Chris, you know, in Ghost Island. Like, you don't see people, like, in those early moments really, like, go after someone like yeah. that. Okay, so I don't know if you know about this. So from the preseason that they do all the psych evaluations on everybody. And so that they told Emily, and she talked about this in her preseason interviews, that they told this, the psychologist told her, hey, you have the same exact psychological profile as, do you know this? Well, I do know it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah as Cass. And so that's your one-time tribe mate. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, yeah, I, I, yeah. Did, did you yeah. see that? Um, honestly, I, I mean, from what I, you know, I saw Cass on her second time when she was obviously, and, Kumbaya and Cass. Saw, yeah, exactly. And I saw also Cass, you know, who's a little older and is a mom. And so I saw, I saw Cass like who was very good at kind of finding her group and blending in and like encouraging discussion. And that did not seem to be, and I, and, and, you know, Cass did flame out, you know, she kind of went out in a, in a ball of fury, uh, in Cambodia, but, but the, when we were on Bion together, it was a, very like low, like lovely, mm-hmm. non-combative, like not you know, easy to get along with person. Um, so I, you know, the cast I saw was, was very different than the Emily I saw on television. Yeah. I loved Emily on the show. You know, I have some yeah. disagreements with the way that she's playing the game because even if she has these thoughts, like, and I think that like uh, a lot of her thoughts are like uh, good thoughts to be having. I think the way that she is like uh, presenting those thoughts, like I feel like it w- that you do not want to bring so much attention to you. Like I think Max Dawson would tell you like, uh, like, you know, it's one thing, you know, you're going to make great TV on the Matt chat by uh, 
being a dissenter. But I think it puts like a negative impression in people's minds about somebody that you don't necessarily want to work with. Like I, I think that those are sort of like private conversations that you might want to have with some of the other players. Or maybe when you get back to your beach with your tribe, like, uh, like boy, is everybody like goo goo gaga for Bruce or what? Yeah, uh, right, I don't exactly. think you necessarily need to say that to Bruce on the mat to start the game. Yeah, and not to pile on, but to pile on. Um, the other issue I had with her was that, you know, she had some reads, right? She had a read. If if these people come back without an item, <clears throat> then they might have gotten an advantage. And on Survivor, you have to trust your reads, but you also have to realize that your reads might be wrong. It's like a field of, you know, truthiness rather than a fact. Yeah. And she was like too in on her reads. Like you kind of have to be like, this is my read, but like you have to like, give their, like, allow there to be some kind of, like, vagary or valence, I don't know, mm -hmm. again, like, ignore all my, like, you know, word choice today, um, to, to, to the, like, what you're perceiving, you know, you have to accept the possibility that you could be wrong and not, like, go all in on your read. I mean, we've certainly saw that, how that, how that can work out in Heroes versus Villains. Um, the, and she did, you know, she was like, I have this read, okay, now I'm, like, 100% going down this path, they have an advantage, I gotta get them out, you know, and, and, it just totally blew up her game. I I think that the things that she were, was thinking, like, were all, like, interesting thoughts. But I feel like that those are sort of, like, one-on-one -on -one conversations that she yeah. should have been having with the people on her tribe. Where if she pulls Sean aside and say, like, uh, so what do you think? If they, if they come back without something, like, uh, you think that they might be, they might have an advantage, right? Would that be shady? I, I think to say it to the group, I think, opens yourself up so much to, it's like throwing a name out there early on that I just yeah. think it's the type of thing where if you are having that conversation with a person, like, one-on-one, -on -one, it's like, hey, we're building rapport. We're just talking. Whereas opposed to if you're doing it with the whole group, I feel like that that can be perceived and twisted as bad much more easily and corroborated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and right. I mean, and then, and then of course we, you immediately saw Sean kind of go over and, you know, report back and then, you know, and Brandon was reporting back. I mean, like the other thing was like, she, you know, obviously was not, um, a lot of building, narcs. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do just want to say that like, well, I think that Emily didn't, I, I don't think she should be in the mix for the fishy this week, but I, I loved her as a TV character. And yes. I, know, I know you haven't kept up with uh, all the Australian survivor over the course of Sadly. the years. Sadly. And I, and I have caught up on a little of it myself uh, in, in, in this past year, but my favorite of the international survivor contestants is King George. And yeah. that, I mean, this is not completely dissimilar to how he plays the game. And in my opinion, he is like uh, one of the greatest survivor characters of any franchise. And he comes out and just says things like as, as he sees them and like everybody else can just deal with it. It's been very successful for him. And maybe there's definitely like gender dynamics at play in terms of like why that might end up uh, working better for him as a man, as opposed to Emily as a woman, but it doesn't always go uh, great for him. And it takes some time for people to warm up to him. Certainly it did in his first season. So I think that I'm hoping Emily is going to be around for a long haul because I, I think that she could give us really interesting gameplay and television. And she seemed to acknowledge, you know, like, like at Tribal Council, she was like, this is how I'm being perceived. It's like a heightened version. I mean, what did she say? Like weird, aggressive, weird, Emily. aggressive, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So like, to, at least, you know, at that point that you're saying like, this is how I'm being perceived, you know, acknowledging it is kind of the first step to diffusing and, you know, maybe fixing it. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's hope, right. And, 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 uh, people have really tough, you know, those first few days, you know, a lot of people are saying, obviously, oh my gosh, she quit on day three or whatever about Hannah. Um, Day three, day two, whatever day it was. Yeah, I'm not two. sure. The day. Um, yeah, yeah, but like you know, oh my, and it's like uh, the game just began. But like those days are are truly the among the hardest in the game because there is that just like immediate shock to your system. You know, you don't have some of the things set up like the routine set up. But you don't, you know, they, don't, you know, these these people don't have shelter. They don't have fire. Um, they don't have you know just like the quality of life stuff. You know, your diet just dramatically changes, so your body kind of goes into shock. Um, you know, suddenly you're sleeping outside in the cold and like, maybe you're not totally comfortable, like cuddling with, with the rest of your tribe yet. Um, so those are like truly the hardest days. And, you know, I think a lot of people have these kind of shock reactions to that. I mean, we saw that with a lot of people tonight and it's possible that, you know, for, for Emily, this is part of it. Like, you know, that, that part of what, um, you know, she just became this more intensified version of herself. Do you see a path for her to turn things around? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've always talked about this. If you if you have a bad first impression, you know, this was in our uh, laws of power, right? With uh, if you have a bad first impression, then people are going to be more inclined to be, you know, to like you later if you can if you can uh, ingratiate yourself. Yeah, I mean, Survivor has uh, like a long history of people who you know have uh, bad starts. I mean, Brandon. Oh. I, I mean, yeah, Brandon had uh, a bad start of his own, and you know, you certainly feel like that there's the potential for him to turn things around, and maybe for Emily, uh, she could do the same. I want to ask you about, have you heard about the twist that I was- did. I read, I was like, I was like desperately scrambling because I saw Mike uh, Bloom refer to it and I was like scrambling to figure out what this was so that I wasn't like a total ignoramus on the, on the podcast. Yeah. I just, I think I kind of roughly pieced it together. All right. So a couple of uh, things that we learned here today. So, okay. I think that this first came up. So uh, Jeff Probst uh, was at the tail end of uh, this week's uh, On Fire official Survivor podcast with, with Rick Devins. our friend Rick Devins uh joined so our friend and our competitor <laughs> <laughs> at Fortnite he's not really competition yeah um so we uh got to hear Jeff uh came on uh also we found out that uh Jeff does not like uh survivors that have uh casting of uh, advice businesses <laughs> And he had some, some choice words for anybody yet, heard, yeah. uh, for anybody that we might know who might be helping survivors uh, with casting. So uh, after that, that, he talked about this twist that ultimately got cut from the first episode. And maybe 90 minutes isn't enough time for push. Where's the campaign for two hours survivor episode, Stephen? <laughs> so it starts today. Yeah, we didn't have enough time to get to this, but the winning tribe got to send somebody back to the beach. And so that it was Kendra who got sent back to the beach and she got to be part of the strategic conversations before tribal council. And I did my exit interview with Hannah that should be up uh, if it's not up yet, uh, be up shortly. And she talked about how Kendra was actually very active in all those conversations. Jeff said in the On Fire podcast that Kendra got to cast a vote at tribal. She got to put a vote into tree mail. She did not attend tribal council. um, And she actually voted for Brandon. Wow. Interesting. Well, you think like, I wonder why, because you think like that's like, if you're on the other tribe, you like want to keep Brandon around. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. 
I don't like uh, we'd have to find out like at some point in the future of like, was she like uh, doing a solid for for somebody or like, did she like tell her that did 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 she it would, were, were people not even oh, giving maybe, her any info right. and maybe thinking, OK, well, Brandon is probably going to get voted out of this group and I'm right. just going to like make my it. vote disappear. Right. That's interesting. That's very interesting. And and there was some talk, right, that like it was kind of back and forth between whether they voted out Emily and Brandon. That leads me to my next question, Rob. Do you think that Jeff, how do you feel about Jeff saying we don't even need to vote? So, I, and I read a lot of the press. I think that maybe he might have said this in is uh, he did a conversation with Dalton. And I think that what uh, Jeff said was if anybody said like, hey, let's like, why don't, why don't we go vote? That he would have definitely let them right. vote. But that so. puts it on them. Like if the if the base, I mean, like if the baseline is we're doing a vote, you know, and then Jeff's like, hey, do you, do you guys really need to vote? And suddenly you're the person saying, yeah, I want to vote. Like yeah. that puts you in a very uncomfortable I think this is position. a good lesson for Survivor players that maybe they do need to like have that Emily gear in their like uh, back pocket a little bit where that they need to like, hey, if 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 for whatever reason it's important that you want to like uh, cast a vote, it's like, well, maybe we should just cast a vote just to be fair to everything. Like, right, uh, yeah. you know, and, and maybe just throw it out there. Like, I, I don't think that Jeff is really going to push back. Like, nah, I don't think so. I don't think we need to. Cause I wonder like if they had gone to a vote, I still kind of wonder if Emily would have gone. Like even after everything she said, like it really seemed, um, you know, like a couple of the people were, you know, having, having and hawing, you know, and I, you know, I mean, I like Caleb Sabaya and I, I wonder you know, they, yeah. they might have. And I wonder if Brandon but, would have would have not wanted to vote, uh, you know, uh, Hannah out. I do think that uh, that Hannah implied so strongly, right, I really win. would like to leave. So it's like, OK, well, let's go up. Let's cast our votes. And now, OK, now the tribe votes out Emily. And Hannah's like, I wasn't joking. OK, uh, yeah. I'm I'm leaving also. So now and now you're down two people. Yeah. Well, no, that's I mean, she she implied. I mean, she said, like, you know, this I don't have to get voted out to, to leave this game. I mean, but I, I don't know, like if she. I, I still, I still think, I still think like the onus should be on like the, the players should have to vote because yeah. like, again, like that, the whole thing, I mean, I, I get it. Like, and probably they also, the, the production didn't want to like suddenly be down two players in episode one. Yeah. Um, I, I but, get the sense that, you know, Hannah must've said like, I, I, I'm leaving no matter right. what. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's like, okay, well, is everybody good with this? It's like, okay, well, if she's leaving, you know, what, what choice do we have? Right. Yeah. But I still think like they, that they shouldn't have been at forced to, to like make that choice. Like that, that should, the default should be voter out, like then go in the, and I get like, you know, they want to wrap it up quickly, but they can yada yada that in the edit. You know, if, if the vote is still for Hannah, then like they can yada yada that. I just think, what if it's not? You know, right? like uh, well, that, that's on it, them. They made a terrible or, or interesting or great choice. Like what a what a what an interesting who did? moment. That who would made be. it a terrible, interesting, great production? No, no. Like if the players voted out Emily, even knowing that Hannah was about to quit, like what an interesting choice to the, for the players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess so. That would have been an interesting choice, but uh, I don't know. I think that it was just so clear cut that she wanted to go. Um, w did you hear any of Hannah's exit press? Um, I, I saw like a clip that like, you know, that she's getting harassed, which is not, I guess. Not so, yeah. Well, look, uh, never underestimate the low bar, the, which that some of the fans on the internet can behave. And people, she said people are leaving her like negative reviews on her business and like, Hey, so listen, listen, survivor fans, you're better than that. Leave that to big brother fans to do that kind of crap. <laughs> Keep that out of survivor. Um, I know I mean, we've nice got a survivor legend in the big brother house right now, but still. We don't yeah. need to resort to that kind of behavior. 
Um, I mean, the nice thing is it will be it will pass by next week, and they'll be they'll be harassing someone else at their place of work. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So people were uh, were very upset ultimately uh, about that. Um, we've talked a lot about the group that went to tribal council. Uh, who else impressed you in night number one? Um, let's see. I mean, obviously, you know, at, on, on the Bellow tribe, you know, there was the, the women's Alliance, which seemed to be, you know, strong. Like Kendra was very fun. I mean, Couture, oh, the, I mean, obviously the whole Keturah Jake thing was, was very fun where she yeah. kind of was like throwing him under the bus about being a lawyer. Um, I think that women's Alliance is going to stick. Yeah, I do too. I think that's, it's a good one. And really not since we had in Yasa in season 41 and ultimately, you know, that, that, that didn't end up, uh, sticking as we got into the merge, then like I do, I could see this three, you know, going all the way into, uh, the second half of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, let's talk about Bruce cause he's in the chat. You yeah. Know? I mean, uh, Obviously was thrilled to see him back. It's really, it was, you know, so exciting. I mean, this is so, so uncomfortable. Like, um, but no, but it, it was really great to see him back. Why? Um, what? So what? Like already we have to kowtow to Bruce just because he's in the <laughs> chat. What's so great about Bruce already? Um, he gets special yeah. treatment yeah. because he's in um, the chat and we know him who from season in 44. Way, I'm going to obviously, you know, be biased towards, right? Like if they're going to like, you know, be here giving, giving, you know, my good friend, Rob Sesternino, one more view on YouTube. My gosh. Mm -hmm. of course, I, I, Again, I again, that. we have to like, uh, already we're treating him different. Well, yeah. Um, the, the, uh, yeah, it, it, it is interesting. Like I do think there is like a distinctive, I, I mean, to Emily's point, like I, I think there is a distinct advantage to like have gone through all of the emotional yeah. part of like getting out there playing, like like I was just saying, those first few days are like so hard. There's such a shock to the system. In Bruce's in Bruce's case, quite literally, like a real real shock to the system. Um, the um, and, and and like the the to have that kind of familiarity and comfort um, is is an advantage. I mean, it's obviously not like to Bruce's point, like not a, a game changing advantage. Um, I did really like that he said. Weaving palm fronds is a huge waste of time. Like, yeah, every season I've been on, there's been so much palm frond weaving, and like, never do we use, never have I used like right. a palm frond mat for it, anything. It was hard for Bruce because I think he was like really like uh, I don't want to say this, but like uh, right. yeah. palm fronds yeah. are useless. Okay, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> help myself. Um, yeah, there, there is some irony though uh, for people who are in like the uh, CBS multiverse right now that you know. Here comes Bruce, uh, who was on Survivor for 12 hours, comes back to season 45, treated like absolute royalty legend by yeah. the other contestants. Oh, my God. Can you believe it's Bruce? Meanwhile, Sari yeah. goes into the Big Brother house. People are like, are we, are we, do we know you from something? Like, have we met you? Like, you seem nice and everything, but yeah, are you? Should we know yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, but. I thought that Bruce like uh, got a very favorable response. And even like, I think that the Emily thing helped him in that yeah. it got to, it, kinda, it diffused, it took it out. It took the air out of that comment because like someone said it and that someone was very hostile, you know? So it kind of was like, he could respond to that in a more like playful, fun way. Yeah. Like, Hey, like I'm just minding my own business. I can't believe like, uh, you know, people, are, yeah. you know, see the, the, like people are coming at me already and like, Bruce, we love you. Like we're not, yeah. Yeah, don't let her get you down. Like, yeah, it just you know, it stinks, man. I didn't even get to do anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that really, um, I think in a way that helped Bruce more than it hurt him. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, ultimately, 
you know, the, 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 he's in such a tough spot. I mean, that whole like uncle versus, you know, kooky uncle versus, you know, father figure thing. Like, how do you not share yeah. your limited, you know, I, like your limited okay. experience, you know, like you're in that position, like they're weaving the palm fronds. Like, how do you not say something? Well, let I mean, me of ask you, Stephen. Uh, okay. And, and Bruce is a, a, a peer of ours, a contemporary. Yeah. Uh, do you ever, do you want to be seen as the, more of the uncle than the dad? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, just like, Oh, I'm the fun kind of like, you know, I got some advice, but like, I'm not, you know, not my responsibility. I, don't, do I, you, I, I feel like, uh, do I give off uncle vibes? No, you're the stern Dad. father figure. Yeah. yeah. Cruel, demanding. <laughs> you know, father. It's never enough for you, Rob. Um, we can never I, please you. That I'm your father. Act like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't you treat me like you're like some fun uncle. Cause yeah, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do your homework. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, Rob, a 100% cool uncle vibes. Well, I, I, I don't even give off uncle vibes, let alone cool anything. <laughs> Come on. Let's not get too carried away. Yeah. yeah. All right. What about uh, the other tribe? Um, Red. Reba tribe. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Rob, are you more of like, or is there, would you say there's a difference for you between Rob and Sester Nino? <laughs> very few people call me Sester Nino. Like it's very, yeah. uh, very few. So yeah, I feel like no, no, no difference. Yeah. I've never really, I mean, I, you know, I guess I've, I've been fishback. You've been you fishback. You're fishback yeah. to a lot of people. Is there a difference between Steven and fishback? Well, Fishback, I feel like Steven is more competent. Fishback is obviously a lot clumsier. You know, he's got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so obviously a little alliance brew brewing between uh, Jay Maya and Drew. She wants to listen to his poetry. Like, my God. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Oh, do you have poetry that you, I mean, you've recited poems. You no, have I, did original recite, yeah, poems. I didn't, I haven't written. It's true. I was not. And Drew was like, oh, I'll write some like while I'm out here. That's pretty good. Like on the spot, you know, yeah. that's coach. That's coach level of uh, poetic, uh, you know. Steven, I, I thought that both of our quote unquote survivor nerds uh, came across uh, pretty well in episode number one. Brando, uh, both uh, well, like our true, our true survivor nerd. True, like, aren't like 16 yeah. of these contestants guess, survivor nerds? I guess so. I might have been, uh, you know, I, I might have been texting with Tyson uh, the other day and I was saying like, boy, you know. I was a nerd back in like old school survivor. Yeah. I think, I think if I came back now, I'd be like the JT of my tribe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, boy, <laughs> boy, we were like, we're lucky. We've got a, like a real strong alpha male on our tribe. <laughs> like Rob, that'll help us in the challenges. <laughs> we got sister Nino. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I've seen your arms, Rob. Like they're, <laughs> I mean, that's legit. That's a real thing. Yeah. Me and Boston, I'm like, Hey, this can, this loser nerd, get him out of here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I've talked about this with Cochran too. Like back in the, like there was one nerd and you were the only nerd. Now like, oh my gosh, there's like everyone else. How easy, how like nice would that be? You get on the tribe everyone is in there. Like, oh my God. Like uh, Rob's the merge boot in this season. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. Challenge beast. Yeah, yeah. The golden boy, Sester Nino. <laughs> the challenge dominance. If we don't get him yeah. out now, he'll win all the immunities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very fun. Yeah. Very fun from, I, I mean, didn't see much from Brando, but you know, he did seem to have like a good, good spirit about, it. I mean, like trying to carry those logs, that poor guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like the Drew thing. I mean, Drew seems like a, you know, a confident, you know, self-assured version of the archetype. So yeah. Yeah. 
I had been hoping that like when they got everybody off on the island together to do the sweat versus savvy, like I, I was kind of like hoping like, oh, it would be fun if there was like some sort of like exile island uh, alliance type thing that could oh, be going on. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that have been a good opportunity to be able to like have some some chance for these uh, two pairs to sort of commingle and like have yeah. some kind of shared secret? That's a great point. It could have been like, it's not, it's like they could have like had like the fun of the journey, like that they had like the, the mountaintop journey that they've had in the previous seasons without, without like the tedium of the mountaintop journey that they've had in the previous seasons on Shipwheel Island, like have a few moments and then, and then, you know, they compete against each other. Yeah. Did you like the time trial element that both the tribes got nothing? Like what was the point of competing? And then it's also like, and then if you don't finish, then nobody gets anything. Honestly, I did like it. I feel like I saw a lot of hate to the sweat versus savvy competition, but I I liked it. Like, oh, I first of all, like I loved most it. people liked it. Yeah, okay, never mind. I, I maybe it's like the people I follow are, are negative about mm -hmm. it. Your group chats. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it was just Shannon. Honestly, like that, <laughs> she's not a fan of. Me. <laughs> maybe you know, I, I value her opinion highly. So you know, if, she, if she's saying it, probably a lot of other people should be. Um, but but uh, I, yeah, it was really fun, and I like that, that both, them both failing is so fun because then everybody is suspicious of everybody and. It also creates more hardship, which, you know, previously they've always had a machete, right? Has any, so no tribe has not had a machete for those first few days. I don't, I don't know. I'm not the, the world's greatest machete expert. Yeah. Um, the, but, but I mean, it seems like that would be a real hardship yeah. to not be able to like chop bamboo. Like you can't open coconuts, you know, you can't like strike Flint. I mean, you can't do any of the real essentials. Yeah. And, that's and why again, like, Russell wanted to hide the machete once upon a time. Yeah. I mean, but like, you know, in, in terms of like Hannah's quit, like too, like that, that is, I mean, that's a real, that's a real hard couple of days she experienced. Like, you know, not being able to assemble shelter, not being able to like really eat anything. Um, that's, that's hard. Yeah. What do you think about the evolution of the survivor quit from uh, how once upon a time it was really like, okay, this is persona non grata, like, okay, let's lay down Austin's torch to where we're at now. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess Jeff said that he, he would, you know, he didn't want to like be too harsh because he knew that like the internet exists now and like there were going to be plenty of people who were super harsh. Mm -hmm. Although I do wonder like if Jeff were harsher, would, would fewer people be harsh because like they feel, they felt like there was, you know, it just, that's interesting. your point about yeah. like, you know, Emily and Bruce, like this, this Jeff kind of like channeling that frustration we felt, would that have been like an outlet for it? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I wish she hadn't had like, I feel like her music was a little bit too positive. Like maybe her exit <laughs> music could have been a little bit more like, you know, wah, wah. But um, other than <laughs> the exit like music, special like loser was... quitter music. That they <laughs> yeah, should play. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's hard because I think that like for, um, you know, back in that day, and he, and he talked about this on the uh, On Fire podcast about him, that he said that he felt like that, you know, back in the day, he was the uh, voice of the audience. And now the audience right. has its own voice. And so he doesn't need to be that hard. I do think that there is a little bit of a like it's it's different in that Jeff is so involved in the casting process that it's almost like, you know, he like was like part of the team that brought her here, whereas opposed to right. like once upon a time, it was like, OK, Lynn Spillman was like signing off on a bunch of people and Jeff's in the room, but it wasn't really his call. And so he had like a little bit more like, get out of here. You make me sick, Austin. Uh, whereas like, okay, well, it's like you, you, you picked me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I thought it was fine. I mean, again, like I think it could, I, I do sort of think like there should be a little bit of shame, you know, like, like TJ Lavin, when someone's disappoints him on the challenge, he's, you know, you can really feel it. Like you feel like, you know, 
tough dad just kind of like mm-hmm. let him down, you know, it's, it's yeah. a little bit. A Personally, little bit. it really, it, it didn't bother me so much just because I felt like that we're, you know, we're, we're still getting so I like, okay, somebody, somebody that I thought was going to be better TV was about to get voted out. And so right. instead you got somebody who wanted to leave. Okay. You know, fine. You, you, you go keep the person that I think is going to be uh, creating more interesting drama on the show. And so for me, I like, but I guess I'm sort of like more looking at it big picture. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I agree with that. I didn't really, again, like it's sort of like a, like a disappointing moment because of the expectation yeah. of the whole narrative. But of we've the had show. people like meta, like a uh, medevac though. Like it's oh, not sure. necessarily like the most like sort of like, you know, wet fart ending to a uh, <laughs> season premiere of survivor. But well, that's it, what I loved about Penner's comment, which is, you know, this is just part of, this is part of a game. It's part of a It's part of life. Like this is part of the experience. Like you don't want, I mean, the one thing that survivor fans complain about more than anything yeah. is when it feels like the show is like too rigorously produced to be a certain way. And like, you know, the human aspect of the show is someone being like, this is too much for me. I can't do this. Anymore. It is an like interesting category of people who've gone out of the show because I, you know, I had forgotten about Johnny Fairplay where he had gotten sort of like power bombed by Danny Bonaducci right before he went out and he was on like a lot of pain meds that he's coming off of. Another one I think that might be in this category is kind of like Zane Knight, who also was like another smoker who <laughs> oh. came out and he was like playing like super hard, but then was kind of like a little bit like, okay, fall on my sword here. Oh, you think Zane deliberately, fall? I, I I thought it was just like one of the most confusingly bad strategies ever. The, like, I, I would, to I would have to go back to. You think he deliberately wanted to go? I That's think he might have wanted out uh, huh. just to just to go back to the, the chat. Might have a better recollection of this, but I think it was also the same sort of thing where he was like a smoker who was like really having a hard time out there. So yeah, yeah I think that this is like you know its own like sort of special category of like hey like uh, like please mercy. But why not like why not go off cigarettes before? survivor like that that maybe is the worst yeah. thing she did like and it, it wasn't quite it wasn't quite c- it wasn't quite cigarettes uh that done. she that she was uh she talked about it in her exit interview with me i think she thought she was going to be able to do it cold turkey and it was like i think she said it was one of the factors but not the only factor i see okay yeah. well but like if your body is in withdrawal from something it's I hard mean, yeah, yeah. All right, Stephen, fishy award for this episode. It might be a little bit of a tough one for a fishy. This is tough. I mean, I thought the use of the buffs in the challenge was extremely innovative. That's a game changer. Who came up with that, though? We can't see. Like, you see a couple of people lowering it. I think, actually, Emily is one of the people who's got the holding on to the buff. And maybe um, Sean is one of the other people. Fishy for the buff because it's uh, basically indestructible? No, I fishy for the buff. Yeah, I guess. Buff product placement, my gosh. You know, like... Jeff, Jeff calling I mean, out I did a, not th- would not have thought a buff would be able to like lift up 150 pounds without ripping. Yeah. I mean, they had two buffs. So the, the, you know, the way, <laughs> way so. it was split between two. Um, but incredible. Yeah. Truly incredible. I mean, who else would you even give it to? I mean, Kendra, I guess, create kind of seemed to create like drive the, the Alliance, uh, Katura for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, uh, but, Caleb or Sabaya maybe. I mean, listen, uh, yeah, I'll give it to Sabaya. That's you know she. That, yeah, Sabaya. Absolutely, she was in the in the driver's seat. You know, uh, truck driver's seat. Um, and she, uh, you know, was was uh, yeah, in the in the dominant position. Still had to make the tough call. Um, yeah, Sabaya. Out of just like pure favoritism. Um, what did what uh what did you? I'm sure you've talked it to death. But what did you, the the got to give credit to Brandon too for just having such a good attitude. Like, I mean, what a nightmare for yeah. anybody. Like, be such and, a fan of the show. Go out, have like what, what appeared to be like a massive multi-day panic attack. Um, 
yeah. be incapacitated and then still just like have the wherewithal to be like, I love this. I want to be here to be like joking, to be in good spirits, to be like offering consolation to somebody else. Like that's hard and like good on him. I mean, like, you know, he knows, he knows he's going to look silly on TV. Um, and he was able to sort of, you know, overcome it a little bit. Yeah. And so apparently his struggle was actually worse than we saw on television. You know, we saw everything that happened with him trying to get back uh, up the ladder and get back into the boat. But uh, according to Hannah, she said that medical was uh, working on him for quite some time. He was like pale as a ghost. And so they think that there was uh, like a non-zero chance that he was going to be a medical evacuation, I think, wow. of Brandon like in that first episode and he's ultimately able to uh, come back from that. So like, I, I thought it was a little bit like when uh, Jeff's like, all right, we're going to medical take a look at you. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I feel like, yeah. Um, whenever he says that something, you know, they don't, they don't put that in the episode usually unless there's really, you know, something. Yeah. And uh, Bruce is like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the funniest part you. of that ladder thing to me, and I did, I tweeted this too, was like Sean, like literally like climbing over Brandon and like running back to his, his truck. <laughs> He's like, got to get up to pull him up. Leaving, but he didn't pull him up. He like ran back to his team. And yeah. like finally someone said like, hey, why don't you help? <laughs> yeah. Like, why don't you help the guy? Like what on earth was that? I don't think it's been talked about enough. Also, that I thought Sean had a pretty good first night. I think that Sean yeah. is somebody who set up pretty well. I was a little yeah. worried about him uh, from the preseason in terms of like, I didn't see how he was necessarily going to fit in with the tribe. But I think that he's like a really solid like person in the middle where I feel like that he could be having like communication with Caleb and Sabaya and then also like talking to like some of the unhappy campers about what's going on. So I think he's set up really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and, and, and did seem to be kind of in, you know, all the conversations for positive for, attitude. So yeah, uh, very good. Can I, can I give just like a little like meta um, analysis about Emily where I feel like that Emily yeah painted as being like such a like negative person. I, I think that that was also like part of the sh uh, part of the show about like how see how Emily doesn't fit in here with because she's so negative about everything about how she like uh, thinks that every idea that people have is bad. Is that, <laughs> is that like you, anybody? <laughs> is that like anybody we know survivor community? <laughs> they don't come up with their own ideas. Emily, they just, just say no, all the ideas are bad. And she doesn't, what? she doesn't and bring anything to the table. Yeah. 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 Obviously people who have not seen our uh, survivor think tank. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Stephen, we got questions for you from the listeners of the podcast. And so, um, how, let's see. How about uh, some questions? All right. A um, lot of things that we've uh, talked about. Um, okay. Michael Butler O'Rear Jr. on the subject of Emily wants to know, is there an advantage to speaking out against the other team on the tribe mat the way that Emily did? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think everyone's like, yeah, this is our teammate. We're because te like you don't even know these people yet. I think it, it more it just it draws attention to you in a in a negative way. Um, I, I mean, I think a little like banter or or s talk is okay. Like, but it, but that it seemed like she was really going for him, like repeatedly, mm -hmm. and, and like it, it, to me that seemed like she was just advertising that she was as somewhat adversarial. Yeah, I feel like that. Uh, maybe like later on in the game where it's like, okay, I, I'll speak for the group here. Like, I feel like, you know, we don't know why there's so, like, everybody's loving Bruce. He's not so great. I think our team's looking pretty good. What do you say? You know, it yeah, wasn't even, yeah. like, wasn't even like that. Uh, but you know, in talking with Hannah this morning, you know, she had uh, lots of positive things to say about Emily. And she said that she really admired how Emily like was brave to say the things that might've been on other people's minds. And so maybe that's uh, a characteristic that people, people like come to admire in her over the course of the game. Right. Yeah, that could be, I mean, that could be, and that that's um, right. And, and probably a lot of them were thinking, thinking it and, and uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also like you're in a fugue, those first few moments you're like, you're yeah. like, Oh my God, what is he going to say to me? Like, what, what, what would my answer to this question be? Should I have said something about Bruce? Like you're, you're like, so in your head, like nobody probably even heard what Emily said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's uh, have a question about Brandon. Uh, we know that Rob thinks uh, it might have been a strategic move when Brandon announced the play is shot in the dark. What do you think? Panic or strategy, Stephen? Do you think there's anything to that? You think strategic? Uh, to me, that's like I, I thought it was might have been a little bit of, like you don't vote uh, for me. Yeah. Like no, I thought it might have been a little bit like the Matthew thing from last season of like, hey, well, I don't have to cast oh, a vote for anybody tonight. Right. So then, um, shot in the dark is pretty worthless anyway. Brandon's a super fan. Maybe I thought there could have been something there. Hannah seemed to think that like no, she felt like that that was one hundred percent genuine and there was no strategy involved. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting read. Um, I mean, but like. You know, what, what Caleb said, I think is extremely apt, right? Like 
we're extending trust to this person and he's not giving it back to us. Like, you know, we have all said, I have always said, you know, it's when you are in that voting booth with someone that when you're writing those names down, like that's how you prove your alliance. That's how you prove you can trust people. And to, to squander that opportunity on the first vote, like if it was strategy, it was terrible strategy. I think like, honestly, like I'm not sure which, you know, panic I think is a more, is a, is a better explanation because I would, I would hate for that to have been a strategy. Mm -hmm. All right. Tommy Guam wants to know, Stephen, what about the lawyer versus lawyer, or is that more of a suits thing? <laughs> I don't know. It does seem like people are like more afraid of lawyers. My God, I guess they're like actually. I mean, I guess like, have there been a lot of lawyer winners of the show? Like Nick Wilson won. Nick uh, Nick Cochran won. wasn't a lawyer, but he was a lost, you know, former law student. Yeah. Yule, so was so he, Nick Yule won, and Nick was also did had the same lie that Jake has, I believe, right? That he was uh, that uh, or or he was a he was a prosecutor. No, I think maybe when he went like I, I, I think I, Nick I, was a different. <laughs> I mean, Stephen, you're more of the expert on uh, the ins and outs of Nick Wilson, uh, but <laughs> I, I I think that maybe I think he was he was a def a. a uh, defense attorney, uh, public defender when he played the first time. And then he wasn't a public defender. I think when he went back for winners at war, he had, um, yeah. Um, interesting. But anyway, you know, a lawyer nonetheless. So, I mean, it is possible that lawyers do like, you know, do it, better than, than most other professions. Yeah, I think there's four lawyers on this season. Uh, Julie's a lawyer. Uh, Katura is a, is a lawyer. Uh, I know Jay Maya was going to go to law school. Jake, obviously a lawyer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a lot of, a lot of lawyers. Yeah, too yeah. bad that they could. This was the old days. We would have had like lawyers versus uh, what <laughs> are some other L yeah, versus lovers <laughs> versus, versus losers versus losers. <laughs> I think they've got a good good squad for all those. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Eric Laval says they need to team up with Lawyers Are Us Alliance. <laughs> yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. All <laughs> Joe says Survivor 47, oops, all lawyers. <laughs> that could be good too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, how about uh, uh, Sifu? Uh, we haven't talked a lot about Sifu yet. Okay. No. Uh, Aaron Flea Sperling says, is Stephen caught Sifu spy bunkering this early in a post-Tony world? Would he target him or keep him around um, and make him a shield? Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a actually a really interesting question. Like, I think like you do sort of have to assume the guy who is running all over the place is maybe has some, I mean, someone was someone, I don't remember who said it, but someone was like, oh, he's got to have at least two or three advantages by now. <laughs> it's like, it's like not get inflated, you know, about the possibilities here. You know, only, only Val Collins has that skill with, uh, with idols. Um, but, but, uh, she, or sorry, he, he, uh, then at the same time, like he is such a target, I mean, Tony would keep him around, right? Like Tony would have would want to keep. He's Sifu a lion, as, yeah, yeah. And just as someone who's going to like be there, always absorbing attention. Yeah, I guess I would want to be in an alliance or like a, yeah. a stealth alliance, a stealth RS alliance with uh, with Sifu. I guess in the new era, like how bad does Sifu have to play before his tribe says, "Let's vote out Sifu." <laughs> These six person tribes, okay, yeah. one of the biggest guys out there, like. I mean, when we talk about like uh, the disparity between, you know, uh, voting out the men and voting out the women, like if you have like a man who is a big physical threat in these challenges, I mean, he what would he have to do that the tribe's like, all right, we're thinking seafood tonight. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe the yellow tribe is immediately targeting Caleb. Like, 
Well, I the, guess uh, don't say the yellow tribe. Emily was uh, targeting Caleb. Well, right, that's fair. And like she was talking to to Brandon and Hannah, and they were agreeing with her, and then immediately, uh, immediately went. And honestly, from Emily's perspective, like maybe it's not a terrible idea. Like just be like, yeah, if the three of us vote together, we've got like you know nine days here. <laughs> right. Before, and they got to swap us eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. If you're Emily, I, I mean, I can. And people are like, well, why would she ever want to target? It's like, okay, well, if you are that convinced, and I'm not saying yeah. that she's right, but in her mind, she's like, okay, well, I'm on the outs with yeah. Caleb and Sabaya. So if I have like no hope with them or a long shot of like with this rag tag of people yeah. that like yeah. are like barely don't be like, here, they're, they're having, on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Or having all this anxiety, but at least I'm the leader of this group. You know, maybe she's like, okay, well maybe like me and Sean are coming out of this as like the Ricard and Shan. Yeah. I've always said it's better to be a head among sheep than a tail among lions. Like then you're the leader of the sheep. You don't want to be the tail of the lions. Mm -hmm. Pooped on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's well said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, got, uh, some more questions for you. Okay. Um, how about uh, Rachel Wilson? Will anybody ever volunteer for Sweat versus Savvy again? <laughs> yeah, no real upside, right? If the only upside is that you get to bring the, maybe you get to bring the the Flint back, you know, but I mean, I guess you like have a bonding experience with someone, but like you also miss out on a bonding experience with three other people. Um, yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would not volunteer. I would not choose to do that. We haven't talked too much about Caleb. Uh, ben W. wants to know, uh, when, I, when I look at Caleb, I think he has a lot of the tools to do really well. But I think it's obvious that he got a raw deal with the tribe divisions. Being the only physical guy on his tribe forces him to be uh, more in the spotlight as a physical right. threat. How can somebody in that situation manage their threat level when the merge comes? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, honestly, it could be good for him because he's not going to be like the physically dominant guy on a physically dominant tribe. You know, like his tribe is going to do so badly that it will like kind of like drag him down. Um, but I mean, he's he's like, uh, you know, he was like the first out of the gate on the I think the running in the in the immunity challenge. Um, he's the tallest person out there. Well, I'm not, not maybe not taller than Drew, but he seems to be like probably the most fit person overall out there. Is that, is that a reasonable statement? Um, yeah, I think, it de- I mean, it depends on what your definition of fit is. Like, I feel like that Sifu and Austin are mentally there, fit. Yeah, right, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, I, like emotionally you know, I, fit, we don't know. I said the same thing the other night of that. I feel like that Caleb does seem like he is a person that does not have a flaw in his yeah. game to speak of. He also seems like uh, that he's smart and knows the game and is very social and outgoing. And like, I think that that's a package that is like a recipe for disaster because yeah, yeah. how does, how does he not get voted out? Um, right, exactly. And so I think maybe in some ways it's a good thing, like, because like truly, like if he were on that tribe that kept winning and winning, um, it might be really dangerous for him, but to be on the losing tribe, it could be like a Jonathan situation where like he gets like those, you know, a, like he gets those like strong bonds with a group of, of people, um, and then B, like that group is like conceived of as less of a threat come the merge. So like it's more, they, he has more room to play the game and, you know, than, than he would if he was just like, hey, I'm the super strong guy on the winning tribe. And, and now at the merge, just vote me out. If you're a player like Caleb, do you think that you need to be even more out there looking for the advantages? Do you need to be like really pressing? Oh, that's funny. Like why, why bother hiding it? Because they're coming for me anyway. Yeah. Like I might as well like be in charge of all this, of all like the, the trinkets and, and magic toys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a, that's an interesting idea. What do you think? You obviously you think that. 
I, I think that probably in his position, especially like at his tribe, like, I mean, what wh- at this point in time, like, uh, you know, if he does have like that good relationship with Sabaya, like where, like, where's the insurgency coming from? Uh, right. you know, uh, that you're probably going to go to tribal council, like a few more times. Like if, like, if it's like maybe, um, Caleb and Sabaya and Sean, like, uh, like maybe are the people that like come away from this tribe, like it's probably not. Uh, it, it, the worst idea to try to see if you could rack up some advantages. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's a, that's that's a smart move. I mean, if you're him though, you must also be thinking like, I don't need like any more of a target than I've got. Like, but I guess like if you're the What's biggest the target, why? Yeah, there's yeah. no real downside. That's funny. They're coming yeah, for you either like, way. Yeah, I mean, Joe used to like go always out idle hunting like all the time, and I was like, um, yeah, I guess if you're like Joe, like you're like you're not, you know, you're you're the the focal point of of you know my admiration. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, why, why not? Okay. Uh, this is a question from Kyle who says, can Steven talk through the unseen twist of the additional tribe member and what effect that this might have on the game moving forward? The additional tribe member, the one like this, the, this twist Kendra. that we didn't see in the episode, if they do it. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I think that the rumor is that this was going to be a part of this season. Now, I don't know if they cut it like for everything or if they only does going to be every times. episode. I, I, that I am under the impression that I think that that's what the rumor was. I had kind of forgotten about that, but the rumor was that this is going to be a part of the season. Wow. Well, that's, but it is I mean, weird that they cut it here, which makes me think that like, okay, right. why would they not want to establish it in the first episode? Well, in the first episode, they did have right a lot to establish, you know, like there's obviously the first episode is the most crammed. And especially when it's, it's a 90 minute episode and every other episode is 90 minutes. Like they may have a little bit more flexibility mm-hmm. in, the, in the later episodes, but then they have to do a lot of explaining. I mean, they spent a lot of time on sweat versus savvy. If they had this other twist that they wanted to like set up, I think they did like two segments there. Maybe they could do a flashback. As we all remember, Kendra was at Tribal Council. Um, and then but she didn't go to Tribal Kendra. Council with them. She was just at the beach. Oh, so she doesn't go to Tribal. She just casts like a secret. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Okay, okay. As we all remember, Kendra's at the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, just show uh, her. The flashback, like, yeah, the, we didn't, it wasn't yeah. in the episode, but actually what happened yeah, is this. Here's what, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But okay, but yeah, how, how do you think that this might affect some of these pre-merge votes if there's somebody who's like hanging out at the camp? Wow. That's interesting. I mean, I guess you are going to be maybe safer. Like, I don't know, like, or does it make you a little riskier? If you know the part that there's like another vote that can like help swing your yeah. tribe dynamics, um, it does kind of op- give you the opportunity to like take bigger swings. Right. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. So um, I mean, it would be less stable, right? Because like if there were, you know, you were in a tribe of, five and there were a three and a two and then suddenly you've got this third person come in who like you know their goal is to destabilize your tribe they might that could really change the the politics yeah so it, it's it's very interesting because it's like okay we're part of a group and you know uh we're planning this blind side that's going to be at tribal council okay so it's like we're talking and it's almost like okay well now there's a, a third party here that we don't know necessarily like uh where they stand in all this and it's almost like you know, we have to kind of like uh, keep keep them out of our conversations. Like we don't want them like running back. And it's like, okay, now, okay, the person that we're, who are we trying to blindside, Steven? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, give me a person. Oh, oh, okay. You're, you're actually asking that yeah. question. 
Um, we're trying to blindside D. D. Okay, so D is doing a confessional. Okay, she's in her interview. All right, okay, everybody, here's the plan. But now we got this other person over here that uh, we can't have that con same conversation because we don't know right. if Kendra is going to go back and tell D, like, hey, they're talking about you. It's going to be you tonight. What? What do you mean? Yeah. Um, so I do think it could have to make for like these blind sides to be even harder to pull off. Yeah. That's interesting. That is interesting. I mean, it's a fun idea in that it's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, do you like it? Is it a fun idea? I think it's I a think fun it's idea. Fun. I, I think yeah. it's worth a try. And if it's yeah. a total bust, then, uh, I'll, I'll own that, but I'll, I'll turn my key. I'm, I'm in favor of, uh, giving this a try. I feel like that this See, is. We're not like Emily. We're in favor. <laughs> yeah. This was a stupid idea and one of the worst ideas they've ever come up with in the history of the show. I yeah. don't even know why they're doing it. Um, so yeah, this was, uh, to me, I think this is fun. It's not super contrived. It, it has a basis in things that they've done in the past where uh, people have often like uh, gone and, and uh, whether it's uh, kidnap somebody from the other tribe or bring them over to the other camp. I think it's a good way, especially if they're not going to be doing a lot of pre-merge swaps. It's a good way to get information going on between yeah. the tribes. So overall, I, I'm in favor of it. I, I, li I like that idea. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and as an ongoing mechanic, like once it's established, it feels a little more of a rupture, but like once it's part of the game, then it's like, oh, this is like an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Steven, um, let me just bring in something that Aaron said. Aaron uh, added that I want to add my voice to the thank you for making time for know-it-alls camp. I cannot imagine what watching this show without hearing Steven's take after every episode would be like. I'm fine waiting an extra day, even if it means we get to hear you two squabble. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Aaron. That's so nice. I, there's nothing I love more than squabbling with Rob. Yeah, we've been mostly on the same page today, though. Yeah, that's not fun. I have to take, get, some, <laughs> get some hotter takes. Yeah, okay. Maybe you're just getting smarter. Maybe. That might be it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, as you, this, you're, yeah. and you're more distracted, so it gives me a chance to catch up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, and then Ryan says, which player from Reba do you think has the best chance to go deep? Oh, that's a, that's a fun question. Um, I, I mean, obviously I think, I mean, not obviously I thought I actually, I really like Julie. I thought Julie had, that was like fun. I, you know, I thought yeah. like her little, like white lie, you know, like th there's something more fun to me. And may, I don't know why about like Julie being like the mom, you know, being like, Oh, I'm just a mom, you know? And then, but actually I'm, I'm, an, I'm an attorney, you know, because that person, that older, I mean, she's 49, my God, that's the older um, person is like, so, you know, kind of, such a, a type and has comes with so much, so much baggage on survivor. Like, so for them to kind of like pull that sort of, you know, double cross is, I, I think, you know, a potentially is, is potentially fun. I mean, we've always kind of said like, why bother lying about, about your profession? But I mean, it sure seems like now, like you've got to yeah, can't say lawyer. Are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you know, I, I you know, um, honestly, maybe drew, you know, I think, cause I think drew has upside where, he, I think his persona, I mean, is going to help him against kind of what the expectations are. You know, he seems to have a lot more social acuity than maybe when you see this, like, you know, pale, super skinny, bespectacled guy. You think, oh my gosh, like that's the super nerd. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then, then Basile comes out and then boy, are you out. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fun personality. He had some good interviews from the preseason. So uh, we'll see what, what happens with him. All right. Steven, anything else about the Survivor 45 premiere that you want to get off your chest? No, I mean, I, I, very enjoyable. I liked it. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, well, you know, yeah, 
yeah, it's fun to talk to you, Rob. That's that's my favorite part about the about the Watching Survivor is getting to talk to you about it afterwards. Yeah. Well, look, uh, it's not the same without you. So I'm so glad that we were able to make this work here today. What else do you have going on these days? Uh, you just <laughs> being being <laughs> yeah. a full time dad. You've got the approval of Shane Powers now. I know. My gosh, this is really like a. Now I really feel like a man. You know, like mm-hmm. I've got two two kids and Shane Powers <laughs> <I ain't> approval. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, it's great. It's nice. I mean, I'm so tired. I, you know, our neighbor today was like, just remember, you'll forget all or just remember, you'll forget all of this in a few months. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, yes, I can't wait for that. Because mm-hmm. you do forget. You do forget how tough those first few weeks are. Um, and um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Stephen, hang in there. This was such a treat to get to talk with you about this uh, first episode. Of course, if you missed it uh, last night, I had my a uh, podcast with Owen right after go. the episode. Went very well. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, um, Owen- He's a great choice. I was very happy with Owen. O- Owen is, uh, you know, a real natural when it comes to this. And we obviously, he went to the first tribal council in, in the new era. So he, he had some perspective on what it's like for uh, yeah. this group to go through that. Uh, my exit interview with Hannah, we still have our Survivor Q&A with the patrons. And then Maddie from Survivor 44 is going to join me for a feedback show on Monday night. So uh, that oh, should be fun. very fun to catch up with her. And then, of course, everything else we're doing. Big Brother, The Amazing Race, going to talk about buddy games. Doing uh, You keep up with the challenge this season? I know you're a challenge guy. I'm behind. I've, the, I've like watched, I think, like one episode or like one and a half episodes. It's, it's great. It's like yeah. a really like a really fun season based on that one and a half episodes. Doing Challenge Exit Press, uh, not to mention uh, daily suits recaps. There you go. There you wow. go. All right. So it's all happening. All right. So thank you so much. Uh, of course, uh, you could subscribe to all of our podcasts. Go to Rob has a website.com slash subscribe. And uh, if you want to get in on that patron Q and a, uh, Rob is a website.com slash patron. Uh, last thing next Wednesday night, I'm going to be in New York. Uh, we are going to have Steve, we're going to break the attendance record for the live show Whoa, coming really? up on Wednesday night. Yes. Rude. Yes. Rude. We have a new venue. Uh, and What's the venue? Uh, you know what? I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, it is. Uh, I believe it sounds like, like a good one. Nine hundred seat theater. Wow. So uh, we have the chance to uh, break some break some records. We opened up some additional seating. Uh, Robinswebsite.com slash NYC tickets. Uh, it's the Tribeca Performing Arts Center coming up yeah. on Wednesday night. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Stephen. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.